Presented to you by the Sideline Dynasty. Visit SidelineDynasty.com, the cure for every sports addict. You know, some guys might decide that it's a little too tough, or it's a little too hard, it's a little too demanding. It's Division One football! It's the Big 12! It ain't your murals! You got two weeks after finals, you got a week of July 4th, and you got a week before camp starts. That's a month! That's probably more vacation than you guys get. And we're a little bummed out that we don't get three weeks. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. Welcome to the Run Pod Option, Episode 2. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jeff. Uh, we are the Run Pod Option. You're probably listening this, uh, listening to this on the Sports Trebuchet Podcast. Uh, we're kind of one and the same. Um, we're missing an English guy that's normally on the Trebuchet episodes. That's cool. Uh, in the future, we might be splitting these podcasts up into two different feeds. More on that as it develops. Uh, but for now, if you want to, feel free to follow us at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter or on Instagram. And if you dig hard enough, you could probably find uh, me, Kyle, or Jeff's Twitter. And I'd just skip Kyle's. He doesn't do anything. I don't do anything. I'm not good at it. Nope. No, not good at Twitter. Not good. And I really am not either. I try. I'm not good at social media. We're all trying. Just it's who can. I'm not trying though. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm not good at this. Like I feel like I'm a reasonably funny person, and then I get on Twitter, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not. <laughs> like got no chance. Um, <laughs> I know I'm not funny. I don't need the affirmation. So uh, on, on the run sheet today, we're going to go over current hot seats uh, going into this college football season, uh, talking about a few of our favorite assistant coaches that could maybe fill those roles, or just some assistant coaches to keep an eye on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the Heisman race, and then we're going to predict a conference champion for every conference, including uh, the game itself. So uh, let's get started. Yeah, fellas? Sure. Let's cool. do it. Uh, so I've got a, a list of just uh, – there is a – by Pete Thamel on Yahoo, um, a conference-by-conference breakdown of hot seats that he believes – uh, our hot seats. I don't necessarily agree with all of them. Do you want to pick a particular Power Five conference to start with? Buyer's choice. Flip a coin. Let's go Jeff. ACC to start. All right, we can do yeah, ACC. We can do alphabetical for sure. So the first thing he had on there, I think it's pretty obvious, is Florida State, right? Yeah. Um, and and I'm wondering, uh, uh, you know, how we want to do this segment. Whether you say like, yeah, I do think he is, or he isn't. I don't know, but. I'd like to propose this question. Do we think that everything the same, right? Coach going to the school he wants to coach at, he's a proven success at a smaller and even a bigger level with Oregon. And he comes home to, let's say, Georgia State. Is he on this short of a leash? No, no, I, I don't it, think so. It's, it's, it's Florida State. They, they want instant gratification. And I honestly don't think it's fair to get rid of Willie Taggart right now. He's had, this is going to be his second year. They had a trash offensive line last year. That's not his fault. Yeah, I agree. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's tough because I don't think Jimbo recruited and retained talent as well as he did in earlier in his tenure. And I think it kind of left Taggart in a bad spot. 
but Taggart didn't help himself. He didn't he didn't recruit any but they get one quarterback and they only have black men, like they really did not help themselves out. So I, yeah. it's gonna be kind of dicey. Well and and Bud Elliott of uh now the Banner Society was quick to point out when the first year he's also a big Knowles guy in general, but he said the biggest issue that Florida State had was they didn't they didn't reach out to those B level and C level recruits in the process in the recruiting process and then when they lost out on A, B and C are already taken up and they were having to settle for the option D. And I think that's an issue. And that might be a larger problem. But I think truly that what you alluded to, Jeff, with the Jimbo Fisher thing, you could say maybe he didn't restock talent. And I don't think that's wrong. I think he was probably floating on Bowden's success, right? At least a little bit. But I think that he also had a completely different system. Like Mike well, Leach it doesn't didn't also turn help things that, like, around. You know, if, if you look at uh, if you look at Jimbo Fisher's last year there, they went seven and six, and that was with winning their last four games. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, was it really? Yeah, they were three and five in the conference. Because that was a year after Jameis, right? No, no, this is two years ago. God damn it, time flies, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like Jimbo got canned, and I forget he didn't even get canned. He just got hired <laughs> by A and M. He got hired on to A and M after going seven and six. Yeah, because remember LSU was courting him too. Oh yeah, and that was the, you know, is he finally going to go home? But L- LSU was courting him and Herman at the same time, weren't they? Trying to pull yep. from Herman already? Yeah. Want want. Yeah. And instead, they're both in Texas, and LSU stuck with Coach O. Um, yeah, I hope I hope he doesn't leave. Like I'm not sure. I, anybody that knows me, but also anybody that's ever going to listen to these podcasts. It's going to hear me say a lot about a lot of different teams. You know, it's kind of fun when Florida State's good, or it's kind of fun when Notre Dame's decent, or it's kind of, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's fun when USC's good. Uh, Florida State, I've never felt hot or cold about necessarily. I hated Jimbo, mm-hmm. but that was, I think, because it's truly, honestly, it's it's ridiculous, but his name. <laughs> um, but, but I really like Willie Taggart. Like, I want him to succeed. And I think it'd yeah, be really cool for him to do it at Florida State. I have no be, problem with Willie Taggart. And I was just thinking, it would be nice. I know they're in the same division, but it would be nice to have Clemson have another big rival, you know? No, like, truly. Yeah, seriously. They're, gonna, they're about to run train on the ACC, or continue to run train on the ACC for the next Oh, they years, have a big so. rival right now in that division. Yeah. Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse. Oh, but it's but it's it's only predicated on if the first if the starting quarterback gets knocked out in the first half and like that's it. That's because, not yeah, what I happened don't... when we played him two years and go and beat him. It was just Kelly Bryant got shit canned. We don't I mean North Carolina State, Wake Forest aren't those teams ever. Maybe Louisville if Satterfield does his thing, but that's still years away. That's yep. a huge rebuilding co- uh, rebuilding yep. project. Yep. And I don't think Boston College even has like a, a choice. No. Really, they don't have enough um, dudes. No. Yeah, they just they can't. They're they're at best a flash in the pan for a year kind of program. In in fact, cool. if I'm if I'm looking at like another person on the hot seat in that conference, I'm looking at Steve Adazio. Dude, absolutely. I'm, He's done I'm nothing. so shocked it wasn't on his. I'm surprised it wasn't on this list. They've been mediocre at best. Do you know what his specialty year. is? Do you know if it's defense or offense? Neither. It was supposed to be I, offense. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he was he was the offensive line coach at Florida, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I oh, think is that he why was they just under, give the ball to AJ Dillon and just say open. run. Yeah, yeah. Boston College is is a uh, Boston College needs to embrace less of the uh, Northwestern <laughs> style mentality when looking for a coach. <laughs> and I'd love to see them go out and get like the leech. You know, get Dana Holgerson up in Boston College. Oh, jeez. Uh, just, oh. just absolute scenes. It'd be great. <laughs> and they look like, like one of the best BC colors. being. Yeah, but it's BC. I kind of like them being just mediocre. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, that makes uh, me a little happy on the inside. One of the uh, the other coach that that uh, Mr. Famel had on his list was Justin Fuente. Uh, I made some notes. We're, we're sharing notes for, uh, and you probably saw the point of him losing an extra game in the ACC every year as he's been there. He's lost one extra game. Um, I think. <laughs> I think he's in that same situation that Charlie Strong was in, following up with Mac Brown. And what was an old coach uh, that had an old, not an old staff, I guess, a seasoned staff and floated on reputation and scheme. Mac Brown didn't do that, but reputation and scheme. <laughs> and and then and then the next guy that comes in has to try to replicate the, that or do do it his way and be successful because they're used to it there. Yeah. I feel like it's no matter who they had hired, it's going to be a square peg in a round hole, right? Mm -hmm. Like short of making Bud Foster the head man, that it was always going to be a weird fit because Virginia tech is like that, which is the best part about Virginia. Admittedly, like they're weird. They're funky. (laughs) They've got a weird mascot. It's a Turkey. (laughs) It's a a fucking (laughs) Turkey. Um, I don't know. What are y'all's opinions? Do you think Fuente's, I mean, he's obviously not done a great job, but I think it's another case of cleaning up somebody's mess at this point, even a few years in. I think if they lose to another old Dominion, then there's some real questions that are going to be thrown around. If they don't win eight games this year, I think that it's going to be a serious com- conversation. Even with a $50 million buyout? Yeah, probably. That's, that's, that's still a lot of money for tech. Like, and... And with UVA pumping money into the program too, uh, I think I think he stays unless they lose to UVA for the first time since two thousand three. Hmm. I think I think honestly uh, that would it's going mean, to boil down to that one game. I really think so, and I think that like, what if they've won three games and that's their third? Oh, you're saying if they go three and nine? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But what if they do that? Like, if you're saying you know, so much is is rolling on that one game, I think it's a fair question. So I, I'm just gonna take a look at their schedule real quick. So um, at Boston oh, College, man, their schedule, they're they're definitely gonna win three games before yeah. they play UVA. So they got at BC, uh, Old Dominion, home against Furman, uh, home against Duke, at Miami, Florida, home against Rhode Island. Home Jesus. against North Carolina, at Notre Dame, home against Wake, at Georgia Tech, home against Pitt, at Virginia. So I'm seeing wins at BC. There's one. Old Dominion and Furman, that's three. Uh, probably Duke and Rhode Island, that's five. North Carolina's a yeah, two. UNC. Yeah. UNC is probably likely. So let's just say six. Uh, Georgia Tech, seven. I think they win eight games. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think your losses are, still around. Are, are Notre Dame, Wake Forest, uh, 
And then it's a coin flip between Pitt and at Miami. I hope he stays. I liked them. Yeah. I really liked the hire too. Um, I think it's almost the way that, and I'm going to, it's a twice now, but the way Satterfield is going to have to build, he's a program builder and he's going to have to start from scratch. Fuente had to tear down a good portion of that Virginia Tech system because mm-hmm. that Virginia Tech system was also predicated on, and not a hot sports opinion, I don't think, but the region of Virginia that they're recruiting from is not an educational hotbed. And there's a lot of guys at Virginia Tech let's skate through that wouldn't have the grades otherwise, or maybe the um, the ethics portion of it, right? Like he's not, he's not, they weren't doing what Baylor was doing, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I think that by all accounts, Fuente is supposed to be one of those guys and getting out some of the, I mean, he let go of how much of his defense here before the season, Jeff, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> like six starters or something. I think so. Yeah. Like they were was, gutted. Yeah. They, and they gutted and they did it to themselves. Yeah. Because those guys weren't, you know, whether it be good teammates or ethics issues or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think he's probably got two years left if he doesn't turn it around this year included. Okay. But I hope he sticks I'm gonna, around. I'm going to bring up a name right now that I, you're probably going to laugh at when I say it. Pat Narduzzi. Oh, you know what? Absolutely. Fire. I mean, <laughs> since he's been there, they've gone 8-5, and 8-5, and 5-7, five, 7-7. And seven, seven and seven. They were the ACC Coast champion last at six and two, but that was a trash. That was a trash side of the division. Everybody was cannibalizing themselves. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen this year. I think I don't think that they win that side of the division. Again. I think that's going to take care of itself when Michigan State they, opens up. And they've also lost all three bowls that they've gone to underneath him. Yeah, Jeez. but it's Pitt. I mean, they don't even have a on-campus stadium, so it's like I don't know what you know how much better they'll do. Yeah, Pitt is just Temple with more history. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's wonderful and it's sad when you look at their history that's oh man yeah i mean it's just yeah like for for every uh you know random running back that they produce in the nfl they they do nothing like at quarterback or you know or, or it's inverse you know it, it's uh pit is um Pitt's a punch But do you line. think that they start to start to get a little bit of like, man, we could be better since they won that that uh, that division last year, made it to the ACC know. championship, and they start to feel it, like, oh yeah, we're starting to break through. Do they get rid of him because they don't see any more progress underneath him? Jeff, you answer, and then I'm gonna go. It's just, it's so tough because remember before they had that guy. What was it? Was it Mike Haywood? Was that the guy that got fired? Halfway through the season or whatever it was, what was that? I just think they're like desperate know. for stability. They've been through a lot of athletic directors. I know that. So, just depends. that's my my question would be: Does Pitt give a shit? Like, do Pitt fans care? Because uh, I think might. it's still. I think it's still. And and Kyle, maybe you can speak to this, but I think it's almost in a Syracuse type of way. Where it'd be really nice to have a good football team, but it's not the priority sport-wise. Um, I think that varies. You're, well, it. I feel like it's not the same though because Syracuse has has a Hall of Fame head coach, 
playing for for the basketball team. Are you sure that football pro? He's already a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the Hall of Fame since like '04. Well, if they can take if they can take Hogan out, surely he could get taken out for something. This is weird. <laughs> um, but for for a long while, Syracuse did have a very rich football uh, history. You know, from from like the '80s with with Coach Mack through the '90s, they were consistently a good team. Problem was afterwards when Pascaloni did his <laughs> stupid shit, and then and then we brought in Greg Robinson, and he destroyed the program. And you know, and there's a lot of old Gerg over there, and they got kind of apathetic. Toward, the fans got apathetic towards the program, but being up there in the '90s, it was very much football season and basketball season were pretty tight. Do you guys know when the last time Pitt was ranked in the top ten? Was it in 07? It was in 09. 09. With Dave Wanstead. Um, oh, ew. And, and when he left, Todd Graham replaced him in 2011. Todd Graham. Went 6-7, and seven, then left. Then Paul Chris came in. Paul Chris. And, and just since 2012, here's their yearly record. 6-7, and 7-6, 6-7, 8-5, 8-5, 5-7, 7-7. This is so mediocre. It's They're literally a 500 program, yeah. Yeah, it's just like there's so we had that 10 and 3 season in 2009 and then just working backwards. So going like 08, 07, 06, you have nine wins, five wins, six, five, eight, eight, nine, seven, seven, five, two, six, four, two, three, 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 six, three. Like they've, they've never really had it, you know? I, I, I don't know. So maybe they're just fine with, with that being their complacency of. Being a 500 team, I, I don't know who's on that 2019. That's a good question. And to answer that question, I'm going to click this link and tell you. Who I'm going uh, to say? Oh, Deion, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis was on that team. <laughs> That's the first name I saw too. And that was of course no. uh, stud quarterback Bill Stull and Tino <laughs> Sinceri. Yeah. Tino Sinceri. Yeah, I think. I think he's probably okay if they go bowling, honestly. And I think he's just buying time until D'Antonio steps down from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be an automatic, automatic, uh, uh, automatic hire there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get off the ACC. Let's uh, skip through. Um, so he didn't have any listed on the Big 12, which is cool by me because Kansas, Kansas State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia all brought in new coaches. Um, I made a note on here just about Matt Rule and Matt Campbell uh, potentially leaving. Um, Lincoln Riley too. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's anybody in the Big Twelve that could have a bad enough season they'd get fired. Do you think they get rid of Scott Frost if he turns in another? Oh wait, he, they're not even in the Big Twelve anymore. Oh, oh my goodness, Jesus! Oh, God. I don't know. It depends on how they do against Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It still doesn't feel right with them not being in the Big 12. <laughs> it's terrible. It's Yeah, they were in the Big 10. Um, so let's we'll jump to the Big 10, yeah? What about Gundy? Think you're going to get rid of Gundy? No chance. No, there's uh, <laughs> Gundy will Gundy will die on the sidelines there. And and Oklahoma State will be happy He's to choke in his own mullet. Oklahoma State we're going to see in our lifetime whenever Gundy's gone just how short-minded Oklahoma State fans are because they're going to think that anybody should be able to come in and win 9-10 to 10 games. Nope. Mm-hmm. 
the same way that the same way that Nebraska treated Bo Pelini, they're going to treat the next coach, um, and and they're going to say eight wins isn't enough and can them, and then go to just fall apart for a little bit. <laughs> He's the chosen son of Stillwater. Yeah. Uh, moving to the Big Ten, uh, I'm not going to go in the order that I wrote it here on our notes, which is fine. I want to start with Rutgers. Um, How the mighty have fallen. A once proud program um, <laughs> under Greg Schiano in the Big East <laughs> for three years. Yeah, you know, like I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna start this with I don't care. Truly, like Rutgers being in the a in the conference they're in, it's wrong. It doesn't feel right, and b being so awful also doesn't feel right. Like they feel like they should be having what Pitt is doing currently. Like Rutgers Not to me. Rutgers was just... always a laughing stock to me. They, it seems like where a college football coach goes to die, or at least his career. I'm still on those Ray Rice fumes right now. Yeah, I, I remember too many 90s Rutgers teams coming up to the Dome being really shitty. <laughs> just it was, it was a guaranteed win every year. So is the only way to turn that program around, Jeff, do you think, is is hiring someone that's an offensive guy? They've got to because the last two guys they've hired have been just bums. Like, <laughs> Seriously. You know, it, yeah, it's great having a defensive coordinator from Ohio State, but I think any of the three of us could coordinate a top 35 defense at Ohio State with their talent they have, you know? Yeah, it, you'd so. have to try harder not to. <laughs> um. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to go ten people on the field. Let's just like, say it. Rutgers needs to get the band back together again. Go find Greg Schiano. Go see if Mike Teal has any more eligibility left, and just <laughs> go to Teal. town. That's uh, see if Ray Rice because he left a year early. I think. Let's see if he's got anything. <laughs> see um, if Brian Leonard is okay. Jeez. Yeah, I think I think what they're gonna have to do is. I don't think they can they they can fire Chris Ash because I did mention that seven point five million dollar buyout and then being a broke program. I don't know how they go into money. I think their best avenue is going to be the next hire bringing in someone that's like a uh, that's an Ivy League coach or a um, you know uh, just name any FCS uh, program that's got power to it, right? Like a Delaware head coach that's really successful or uh, the Richmond head coach that's really successful, stuff like that, um, to try and go on the cheap and hope someone can go in there and build a program because they're just UMass but with a better better TV market. Yep. <laughs> that's fair. Um, do we think Illinois finally lets go of Lovey Smith when he finishes the year with three wins? This will be, what, his third year, his fourth year? They have to. Uh, I, I think this I is think, his third year, right? So, um, shout out to podcast St. Played Nobody, uh, Stephen Godfrey, but his in uh, is that the athletic department doesn't care that much, and they love Lovey Smith, uh, whether it be name really? power or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't. I'd like to think they'd want more, right? Like they did when they hired Zorn, right? So, yeah, uh, maybe it's just a. Another school with no direction, man. I, I yeah, you want to you talk about throwback. I turned on Big Ten Network the other night, and they had Juice Williams and oh, uh, who was the other guy? That I that Rose. They had a Rose Bowl team. I think it's been about ten years now, but I was, was it really a Ben on that team. Yeah, 
Ed Mendenhall was the running back. Aurelius oh, Ben was God. one of my <laughs> Aurelius Ben was like my favorite receiver for a minute because he was so fucking tall. Yeah, he was like he was like six four, two twenty, and he couldn't play in the NFL. I'd never got it. Yeah, every it's, fucking it's, Madden season that Marty had, he'd be his <laughs> third or fourth receiver. Always, always, <laughs> and he tore it up every time. Um, yeah, no matter so, what team. <laughs> Illinois uh, went to the Rose Bowl in two thousand seven with Ron Zook. Yep. Uh, I said Zorn. I meant Zook. Um, yeah, so it didn't take long for him to fall apart. Uh, Ron Zook, that is. And then they just went Tim Beckman, Bill Cubitt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels like that was in 2007, and their highest finish before that was in 2001, and then it was 1990. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's just, I think it might be basketball school, football program again. I just don't even think of them as like a basketball school, though. I do. I don't know. Jeff, what's going on over there? Hold on. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Ron Zook calling to defend himself. It's Area 51. It's Juice Williams asking if you got a job. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think Illinois is probably going to be bad. It's Mike Teal. He heard somebody say his name. <laughs> yeah, he's he just Googled our names and just last name starts with the C. Oh, I guess yours does too, Kyle. So I'm safe. Yeah. Uh, so I think Illinois is probably going to I don't suck. use Twitter. He didn't find okay. me. I'm going to tag you in every. Uh, <laughs> I think Illinois is going to be bad. And I think it's going to be because the Big Ten is going to be better. And yep. there's not going to be with how the the curve that the big 10 West is on everyone, but Illinois seemingly, and maybe Iowa, once they move on, um, they're going to get left behind even more. Right. And if it wasn't for Maryland and Rutgers being in the same conference and to a point, Indiana, Mm -hmm. I think he'd be gone even sooner. He would have already been gone. Yeah. 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 You look at that Big Ten money. I don't know if you guys saw that. There's an article that came out a few months ago. The, even the bottom tier schools are getting like $35 million a year from the Big Ten network. So so I guess what's yeah. a rush? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Build up your stadium, your practice facilities, and embrace the suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should rename the West is embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah, like they had, they had the leaders and legends, and one is just going to be the leaders, and the other one's going to be the suck. <laughs> I mean, you saw you saw what Northwestern did to their practice facility. Like, it oh looks, my gosh, it looks like a fucking like Apple or Google complex. It's fucking it's incredible. Weird thing is that that uh, Pat Fitzgerald removed any kind of Wi-Fi and just put in <laughs> a bunch of pay phones. Yeah, there's pay phones in <laughs> every old man. mark. Like, there's a fifty. <laughs> that's how they make the calls. Like for other coaches, like it's a bullpen. No, it's the only way. It's the only way that he'll accept it because he can't doesn't want people to look at phones ever. Uh, I'm going to skip over uh, Indiana and Michigan State um, just to kind of keep things rolling. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about Indiana, honestly. Nope. Um, and Michigan State. Antoine Randall is not walking through that door. <laughs> I think D'Antonio's uh, days aren't numbered. He's probably got a lifetime uh, membership. It's just going to be when he retires. He yep. Even with all the uh, the wreck that the athletic department's dealt with in the last year and a half. <laughs> More boring-ass football. The, the, yeah, just it's so it's so sound defensively, Kyle. 
It's like watching Big Ten basketball. <laughs> but with hash marks and yeah. and and wet grass because inevitably it's raining when Michigan State plays. Oh god. So the Pac twelve, uh USC is the only one I have on the list here. What about uh I'll throw a little wrench in what what do we think about Mr. Kelly at UCLA? That's a possibility. The only reason I don't think it is is because I think, for better or for worse, Chip Kelly is a good enough of a con man to buy another year if he has a bad one. That's fair. Um, I think I think he has in these early seasons the um, that excuse of listen, I haven't implemented all the things I want to implement, right? Like all the weird kooky shit everyone heard about uh, where he's measuring people's heart rates and shit when they sleep, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I think, and I think honestly, of privacy. And, and I think it probably is a UCLA thing. I'd love to see him be good, but I don't think that like Oregon had a higher ceiling because of the money um, with Nike behind it. I think UCLA if Chip Kelly does everything right, is a 10-win program. And if UCLA isn't happy with, happy with that, then they need to they have to look in the mirror, like, seriously. Yeah. And yeah. They're going to be I mean, better than USC eventually. Like, if USC makes a wrong hire. I mean, they know, beat USC last year. <laughs> and they weren't very good last year at all. No, neither of them were good. They were very average. UCLA, both teams. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of average USC, uh, Helton. Do we think um, that Helton is going to get fired if he has a less than eight win campaign? Yeah. I think they wanted to fire him this past year. Is there a number that you think gets him safe? He'd have to win like 10 games, I think. College football playoffs. Really? Hot take. I think, think it's- that he, I think that his, his fate has already been sealed. Do you think that if he goes ten and three with a Pac-12 championship, that'll be enough? But his losses are to Stanford, UCLA, and Oregon. And if t- if he loses three games, he's not going to a Pac-12 championship. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going on the presumption that because they play in the South uh, and they're so they lose two, yeah. yeah. Like if if so, if they lose to UCLA. They just got to continue and be. Oh, Utah's going to be. But they got to be Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, Colorado, UCLA, and then the other they draw on their schedule is going to be Oregon uh, and Stanford. Well, I mean, even if they do that, then let's—that's still three losses in the conference. Let's say that that Utah loses only two games in the conference, one of them being to UCLA, or not UCLA, but one of them being to USC, and then to somebody else. They're going to have the—they're going to win that division. If, if USC loses. Three games in their conference, they're not making the conference championship. Can you just play along with the hypothetical, Kyle? <laughs> no, I can't. Not, 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 not with your, not with okay. that hypothetical. Okay, so so let's say they, they go, lose to Notre Dame as one of them, and then have yeah. two losses, still win their side. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, cool. So that so they're nine and two with that third loss, or nine and three with that third loss being out of conference, Notre Dame, and then they win their conference championship game. I think they stay. It, I, uh, that might be a recipe for staying. So you, yeah, got to win your conference championship. I guess it depends oh. too if they get just like absolutely decimated by like uh, Michigan in the Rose Bowl or something too. Yeah. Uh, 
I think if in week one, if they lose to Fresno State, I bet he's fired. And I think you're looking at interim head coach Graham Harrell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? That's going to be a fucking blast. I want it very bad. Uh, I think uh, uh, USC has a family problem, and they need to not hire a USC guy. Simple as that. They're just going to bring back Sark. Or uh, maybe convince Pete Carroll again. I mean, you know who'll be out there whose name is going to be the hot ones? Urban. God damn. You tell me he's not going to, when those rumors start heating up, he's not going to get the itch. USC would. Can you imagine USC with him? Oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to think about that. It would be worse than They'd be world destroyers. Yeah. Uh, Because out of the three... Florida and USC would have the best. Ohio is. Ohio State's huge. But, I mean, Ohio State. Yeah. Huge. Don't get me but wrong. But they recruit everywhere. Like Ohio State yeah. recruits Texas. They recruit Florida. They recruit, and he could do that at USC too. I think. I think the biggest problem if Urban Meyer took USC is what it's going to do to all those other California schools. Yeah. I think that's where it's affected. I think. I think UCLA. I think Cal, they suffer from that more than anything, and not even just from the win-loss standpoint, but from Urban scooping up uh, every every possible four-star that was maybe a stretch UCLA option or a stretch Cal option. And we're back into the mid into the mid two thousands again in the Pac twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you Pac ten, then if you yeah. go look at the top ten recruiting or the top ten recruits for next year, guess who's getting the most five stars out of California? Stanford, Clemson. God damn. Really? They have like, they have a couple, and they have a couple other five stars from around the country. Like they have, I think they have like six or seven in their class right now already. Like they're just, you know, I think I think there's cleaning probably, the house with that size and the money that's in college football now. I think we're also seeing the reach of something as simple as social media or any kind of media online because mm-hmm. even when Oklahoma was, they were world beaters in the odds. Um, they weren't destroying California. And they're arguably closer. Yep. <laughs> Not arguably, factually closer. <laughs> um, uh, no, I want to hear the argument against them being closer. Uh, you know, I guess if uh, they're, they're further away uh, if you are only able to travel by boat. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the SEC. Well, I, I had to find something. Uh, the SEC, uh, I'm going to start with Ole Miss, um, NCAA sanctions, and Matt Luke is hanging on. Uh, I think he's just a placeholder. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. No, and they, and, don't have a, know, they don't have a president or an athletic director, I heard. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're clean slating it. And, <laughs> so. and, and I'm curious, uh, uh, Jeff, if you had heard the name Matt Luke before he became a head coach at Ole Miss. I had never heard him. He was the offensive line coach, wasn't he? He must have. I think so. I had never heard of him, though. Um, Yeah, I think he's a placeholder, and he's probably a good one. I think he's probably going to be able to take that job, and when he gets booted, go to some place that's like a Southern Miss or a uh, UAB or something like that and probably have a really fine career. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he's only going to be as strong as his assistants at this point, I think, still. Uh, as he's growing as a coach, and Ole Miss has at least allowed him to do that while also being handcuffed. Um, yeah. So it's probably good for both programs. It's a win-win. 
one can't really go anywhere anyways, and the other one gets to at least groom himself for a better job or steadier job without sanctions. And jumping over to the big one, the big SEC hot seat. We could do this every year. It's an evergreen tweet. <laughs> uh, Gus Malzahn is on the hot seat at Auburn. <laughs> um, I think we could probably somehow copy and Gus paste. Malzahn has been on the hot seat since I was born. Truly, truly. Like I feel like when he was coaching high school in Arkansas, he was on the hot seat for something else <laughs> there. Like he had, like like he had. No, he was on the hot seat at Auburn before he even got there. <laughs> when Chizik was there, he was Malzahn was heating up. Um, I think that we could probably copy and paste the Florida State argument on this a little bit in that Auburn thinks higher of themselves than I think a lot of the country looks at them. Uh, but they're a legitimate program too. And with that comes an incredible financial muscle, which is why his buyout's $27 million. I, I don't know how you convince boosters to spend that much money. Yeah. Especially if he's going to be, at worst, every other year, a 9-10 and 10 win coach. There's consistency in that, at least. Yeah. Uh, when is that shoe going to drop, though? It's got to be at some point. So just yeah. since, since Malzahn's taken over, um, we have uh, 2013 and coming to current day, 12 wins, 8 wins, 7 wins, 8 wins, 10 wins, 8 wins. Uh, and we know the really important part is whether or not they beat Bama, right? Uh, yeah. Two Auburn grads. So I don't think they're going to beat Bama this year. Call me crazy. They have Bama at home, or is it? Uh, that's a good question. I think it is at home. Mm. They have Auburn. I'm sorry. They have Alabama at home. Mm. So I guess there's there, there's always a possibility anyways, because um, as the old saying goes, uh, the records get thrown out the windows. These games mean more. Um, I hope for a kick six. I hope he keeps his job to drive Auburn fans crazy. <laughs> but also, I hope he keeps his job because I think he is one of the only coaches that Nick Saban cannot figure out. Like, for every time that Saban's had an answer, he's been also floored by it, by Auburn and that offense. Yeah, I, I, would, really, I would really like to know what the truth is, because if you read, like, Auburn sites, they always say that he lets the offensive coordinators, you know, call the plays, and they suck. And then he fired the OC last year, and he ran the bowl game, and they, like, lit up Purdue. So it's all, I can never tell what the actual truth is, because when they're good— He's calling the plays when they suck. He doesn't. So it's like, well, and it's the same offense, right? Like he's probably he's he's bringing in guys that he's telling them what to call, right? Like he's right. he's teaching them. You know, this is a situation. God, I say that, and I just looked at the Iron Bowl in the last five years, and it doesn't look good, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alabama, God, two thousand fourteen, Alabama fifty five, Auburn forty four. Outrageous score! It's more than Al- than Auburn has scored in the last five years, <laughs> except for that bowl game. It's <laughs> Purdue. I think they had that yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I think. Sadly, 
Uh, I think Malzahn, in general, he'll go down as one of the most fun offensive minds, the same way that I think like Rich Rodriguez could probably go down as someone who uh, helped influence um, the way offenses were changed in college football. If he was just the offensive coordinator at Auburn and you had a better head guy that could then, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think he probably, I think he probably stays this year. I hope he does. Um, yeah, he probably will. Yeah. So, so we're going to burn through. Uh, I have the best of the rest here. Uh, Randy Edsel at UConn. Just, we can all done just like second. their, yeah, <laughs> done just like their program. Uh, Southern Miss almost certainly. Uh, and Larry Fedora is probably going to be the replacement. Um, and then Colorado state, uh, who, Pete Thamel has is the best group of five job that could come open. Uh, that'll be interesting if they let Mike Bobo, go, uh, Mike Bobo leave. Uh, interesting fact. Um, my mother-in-law uh, referred to privates as Bobos uh, when she was teaching my <laughs> wife uh, as a little kid. Wow, that's, uh... I think about that every time I see his name. Great. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, so You've ruined the Rams. I've <laughs> Way to go. I've ruined it. Sorry, Steven Jackson. Uh, so there was another list. And, and Kyle, I don't know how much you were able to actually read of this because you're not an athletic subscriber like Jeff and I. Um, I'm not. You're missing out. I'll give you a login. For, cheapskate. <laughs> further proving I'm not good at the internet. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, guys, we're all recording remotely for the first time on like any sports tribute podcast. So the fact that Kyle's talking through the phone and also using the notes on the phone uh, is very is is just a leap. It's like the man walking on the moon. Um, it's a huge leap for Kyle. What you don't know is when I'm not talking, I'm just burying my face into my pillow, crying because there's too much too much technology going on at once. Because he can't figure out how to record a video to Facebook. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to transcribe the notes from this onto a pen and onto a pad of paper so I can more efficiently read it. His wife's a stenographer and she's just feverishly typing away in the background. I'm sending it to her via Morse code and she's transcribing it. So, so we had a list of 40 college football assistants to watch. Uh, and I think the, the premise of this whole article that was put together by uh, Bruce Feldman was these are guys that are going to end up getting stolen for a head coaching job probably after this year, right? Um, but there's some of these names on here. Like, certainly that's probably not the case. But I just wanted to talk about a few of them. I have a big list here. I'm going to just jump straight into the third one on our list, Josh Gaddis, Jeff. Oh, yeah. This is his first year, right, with Michigan. Isn't this a former Wake Forest kid? Yeah. Yeah. Former yeah, safety dude. at Wake Forest. He's like, 30, he's like 35 or something. Like he's, yeah. And he's an offensive coordinator, which always just blows my mind whenever you have people that are like quarterbacks and they become defensive coordinators or linebackers <laughs> that become offensive coordinators. <laughs> All right. So uh, catch us up on Josh Gaddis, why he's going to be fun to watch, and whether or not you think he's going to leave if they have a really good year. So why he'll be why he'll be fun to watch? He is a disciple of Joe Moorhead, which if you've watched yes, Moorhead's offenses at Penn State, they were awesome. They were really exciting. Kind of a kind of a mix between. I don't really know how to describe it. It's not fun and gun, but it's kind of just it's a lot. Like there's a lot of misdirection. 
Um, it's good Matt Canada is the way I always heard it, but yeah. Yeah. But there's still a lot of like, they actually throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field. So good Matt Canada. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, Michigan has a lot of good skill talent. They have a really good quarterback Four returning starters on the offensive line. They probably will have to score a lot because they lost a lot on defense. So if he's not gone after this season, I think it'll be one more and he's probably a head coach somewhere. I think, uh, I think if they have the campaign that some people are considering uh, Michigan's going to have, like the 11 wins or so, mm-hmm. I think he's probably gone. And I think it's probably in the best interest because it's going to be Patterson's last year, right? Yep. Um, so I'm sure there's probably talent lined up behind him, too. But uh, oh, if yeah. Patterson stays healthy the whole season, I could see, and they put up ridiculous numbers, I could see him rolling. But I think it's going to be fun. I want Michigan to have a fun offense. I feel like that's never happened in my like college football lifetime. I mean, when they had Denard Robinson, it's it was similar, that's, but that's true. he he was playing in a pro style offense a lot of the time, which was insanity. So yeah, that's frustrating. It's like when Pat White tried to do something in the NFL, right? Like when Parcells <laughs> drafted. Him. Um, uh, yeah, so I think uh, Josh Gaddis will be really fun. Um, I know he will be because Jeff is a Michigan fan, so he's going to be able to keep us updated on that. Uh, I'll probably be crying into my pillow too half the season, but it's okay. <laughs> Only when Josh Gaddis helps them lead like a 90 yard drive to then give up like a 240, 240 yard runs <laughs> down the other side of the field. Uh, as Justin Fields is like high stepping over everybody. Oh, God. Uh, You're just praying for, for uh, Jabril Peppers to come back. No. Kyle, there's there's an assistant from Syracuse that's on this list, and I had never heard of him uh, because he's a special teams coordinator and an outside receivers coach. Uh, but Justin Lustig, have you heard anything on him as deeply entrenched you are in Syracuse football? He is the orchestrator of one of the best special teams units in the country right now. This is they, if you look, they were they were a top five uh, special teams. Um, unit last year they've got a high high powered punter which you know Syracuse you got to get a punter because in the past all we've done is punt but the real success right here is having uh getting a guy like Andre Schmidt who was a walk-on freshman kicker last year and then won the Luke Rosa that's fucking crazy (laughs) yes um they also uh they limit you know uh, people with with their return yards that he's done a great job in the two years he's been there. And then if you look at the outside receivers uh, that Syracuse has had in the last couple of years, um, you look at guys like uh, Steve Ishmael and J- Jamal Custis and um, Irv Phillips didn't really step outside that much, but Syracuse and that you can you can kind of you know lend this to the to the offense that Babers likes to run, but those outside receivers have been really really effective. Um, I think this is going to be more based off of his special team teams work, but um, proof is in the pudding, man. Yeah, I think um, I think there's probably it's weird because like I don't think anybody, uh, any team or any fan base would be excited that their head guy was boy was he was he was a hell of a special teams coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Side note: I think it's funny that he teaches. Um, Outside receivers and special teams, like he can only teach gunners. Like he's only like he, he used to be a uh, he used to be a running backs coach too. Mm. 
Okay, and they've not been bad in that situation, right? They've had pretty decent running back. Well, he's only been there since 2017, and Syracuse is they they're beefing it up, but he's not the. I don't think he's the the head guy with uh, running backs right now. But he did it at Ball State previously. Yeah, so I think um, I don't know. That'd be neat. I guess keep an eye for special teams for Syracuse. They may need him <laughs> without Dungey killing himself across the goal line. Uh, I think he'll be fine with the veto. <laughs> And, yeah. and the running back situation was a lot better last year, and now we've got the a full year of Abdul Adams being there. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, the other coordinator I wanted to bring up is uh, Graham Harrell, which I mentioned earlier. <laughs> uh, Graham Harrell, who was at the helm when Texas Tech had their biggest win over Texas, uh, the catch in the right side um, about five yards short of the end zone against Texas. My wife was at that game. Uh, I my watched wife. that game. My wife. Uh, I don't know. He did awesome work at North Texas. Latrell could have been part of that, but he comes from that same school of thought, right? And I don't think they're going to – I think the only thing they're going to miss between him and Kingsbury, who left for the Cardinals, was um, maybe the quarterback development. I don't know where he's at on that. Uh, but Mason sure. Fine was a baller, so I'm not sure. You know, like it's just – I I, uh, I don't know. It's excited. I want USC. It'd be fun to see USC run up a, a pass heavy, uh, a pass heavy offense, especially when they play Washington State. If they play Washington, I don't think they actually do. And the you know what they will in the conference championship. I'll call that. Um, oh, just kidding. That's not who I bet at all. Like neither. Yeah, I, this is. Yeah, I was going to say that goes completely against what you what you picked. <laughs> So uh, before we get to predict our conference championship games and wrap this episode up, uh, let's do some uh, some quick hits. Yeah? Uh, do we think sure. anybody is going to win the Heisman that isn't named Tua or Trevor? No. No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I wrote down a, a, the sleeper pick with C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma, but I really um, I think there's probably no chance. I see you got Justin Fields on here and Adrian Martinez. I think you could probably throw uh, uh, Herbert on there. Yeah, Herbert, I think, was um, he was right behind Hurts, uh, which seems crazier because I think I think Herbert's path to the Heisman is probably easier, even with Hurts, if nothing else, because I think Hurts limited in the passing game. That, that's, yeah. That'd be the only, fast, satisf- or the only, I guess, hesitancy I'd have there. Uh, and Adrian Martinez, uh, he has a third highest chance, which is batshit, uh, unless Nebraska wins like 10 games. Yeah, which I don't see happening. No, and I don't think he plays more than 10 games. I think he gets hurt. Very possible. Um, he's still he's still pretty small. Uh, what do you all think Tate Martell's going to do? I think he's going to transfer again. <laughs> when is, what, el- like, what eligibility must he have? How, he's how Josh he Rosen of college State? quarterbacks. So he's he's only what, a redshirt sophomore, right? All right, so he he was with Ohio State in 17, and, and then he's going to be Miami, Florida here. So he probably redshirted that first year. Yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore. It stood right there, and I just skipped over it. So if he transfers again and doesn't get a waiver, he'd be a He'll be- redshirt senior if he has to wait a year? If he transfers right now, I think that he might be able to get eligibility. Like uh, Bryant did to Mizzou? yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the? Uh, he's the, he's the college version of Josh Rosen. Jeff, where do you think he's? <laughs> and he's in Miami as well. 
Mm-hmm. What if they just swapped I mean, and Rosen came for back this year? <laughs> I don't know. Like he couldn't with their how dire their quarterback situation is for him to get beat out by a guy that threw four passes last year. It's just it's crazy. And so I yeah. looked up. Um, I looked up Jaron Williams uh, just highlight reel, which highlight reels are deceptive, right? They're not indicative of overall play. Um, he wasn't good. Like he, <laughs> like I think he was like any really athletic high school quarterback. Um, in that the, their coaches are going to be limited probably, and he's making one maybe two reads, and if it's not there, he's running right and. That's not a bad plan in high school, uh, but we've seen what that looks like at the college level, and then we've seen what that looks like even further at the NFL level when someone gets pushed up too early uh, without the development part. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's more than anything a statement by Manny Diaz too, in that, you know, we don't know. This is pure speculation but that you're still going to have to earn a place on his team. It doesn't matter who you're na- who you are or what your name is. Mm-hmm. That seems like a Manny Diaz thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, especially when he ends up transferring to, like, SMU after Bichelle leaves. Or Ellinger, <laughs> rather. I'm sorry, Ellinger leaves. But really, he's probably going to play for strong down at USF. Isn't he from uh, – he's from Vegas. He could go back to UNLV. There God, we go. God, UNLV needs. That might actually be a good fit for him. <laughs> that'd be fun, honestly. And it's a it's a division or a conference that's winnable by just a stud quarterback if he if he's as good as uh, advertised. Yeah. Did you guys have anything y'all wanted to talk about in particular before we jump to the conference championship? I do not. Not all at once, please. The only thing that's interesting. It's, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was an article that came out this week about how Florida has a culture problem. I don't know, did you guys catch that? You hate to see it. You just hate to see it, folks. <laughs> it, um, it was like, does Florida have a problem with abusing women? Because I think they've had four or five oh players no. kicked off the team because of domestic-related incidents. And it was like, I'm having flashbacks to 2008. So this is like the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what Kyle said. But do you think that because he went to Florida, Aaron Hernandez ended up the way he did, or because Aaron Hernandez was the way he was, Florida reached out to him? Like because they also this is the same school that brought in Tebow, so it's got to be appealing to both uh, both sides here. Hey, Urban Meyer is a character guy. <laughs> he teaches For, leadership classes. Um. As in how to uh, leadership the cops away from uh, the woman you just beat is basically. <laughs> uh, I guess it doesn't surprise me. It's a bummer um, for any school to deal with that. If it were going to happen yeah. to a school that I'd least that I care the least about, Florida's probably it, honestly. So there's That's that. up there. But I don't hate Dan Mullen either. It, it, no. Uh, um. Yeah, I guess. But I guess check we'll this. See if you it, got- I was going to say, you guys will love the response. So they, one of the reporters asked Mullen about all these issues oh, no. and what they do to, you know, to try to manage violence against women. He said, quote unquote, we do a lot, you know. I mean, how many of them are actually charged? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what a 
terribly just like, <laughs> out of touch answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's funny because reading, like, trying to see what Florida fans think on it, they're like, "Hey, we won ten games and beat the shit out of Michigan in their bowl game." You know, like it's full steam ahead here. Oh yeah. Now if they were five and seven, yeah, he'd probably be here. Oh yeah, he'd be here. Man, we gotta change the culture around here. Uh, all right. Did Marty disappear? I think so. I hit the mute button, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cough, and I uh, I told like three jokes to fuck me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I can't remember. Really it's a wonderful joke piece before. of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of y'all were talking. Uh, so it's a work in progress. This whole remote thing. Um, I think. I think the interesting part, like you said, Dan having um, ten wins versus six uh, and keeping his job. But I also think that um, that locally, Florida doesn't care. Florida doesn't care if they're winning. Or, I'm sorry, they don't care, comma if they're winning. Um, and if Florida is able to recruit the way we know they can. Um, Losing four or five people to domestic abuse allegations isn't going to hurt them. Didn't we play this? Or did, like It wasn't domestic abuse, but this is literally how Cam Newton ended up at Auburn, right? Was they had a bad character guy. That was technology abuse. Technology <laughs> abuse. Yeah, it was online yeah, bullying. <laughs> Those poor Dells. Um, uh, hello. Um, yeah, I think... It doesn't surprise me that they have a problem there, right? I'd like to see them clean it up just like any other place. Um, it was more surprising when something like the Baylor situation happened. Just, if nothing else, coming from Texas and their rep that A, Waco gets, B, uh, Southern Baptist gets, and C, what that school gets. Like it was a total, a oh, yeah. total like a, shot out of left field. Um, it's like a pillar of, of morality. Yeah, but there's there's not. Fuck. Uh, let's leave out Vanderbilt. Is there an SEC program that you'd be surprised to learn that they have uh, an issue with kids being, uh, for lack of a better term, naughty? That have a naughty problem. That I'd be surprised. Yeah. No. Anybody but Vanderbilt. <laughs> no, no. Every it would be Vanderbilt would be the only team that I would think about. And and. Do we think that's just a simple case of their location or it comes with it's the SEC it in, in air quotes uh, means more. So you try to find an edge wherever you can. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting social study at that point. Yeah. That, that, that might be something that um, as this show continues to grow and we're doing more episodes, uh, if we feel the need to continue this into the off season, that might be a fun thing to kind of tackle. I get, I see what you said, what you did right there. Tackle. Yep. We're talking football. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even, didn't even mean to. I'm going to edit it out. Um, <laughs> Are you going to so, edit out that dead air? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you can edit out my Alexa going off, that would be helpful too. No, there was content. Nope, in that. This, was that, was it your Alexa that was going off? Yeah, it was an alarm. <laughs> oh, was it saying, why isn't the podcast over? You guys are still talking about fucking assistants. Move on. Um, 
All right, let's, uh, we can do quick hit here. Um, I'm going to go in order of group of five and then power five. If that works for you guys. Sounds good to me. Uh, so we're going to go Let's over our conference championship games and winners. It's just going to be kind of a fun prediction game. Uh, if we want to, we can dive into some of these conferences. Uh, if there's a hot take or a hot choice here, um, but I don't think we'll need to even justify it. Uh, we can just start uh, with the Mac. Um, I'll I'll go first here with the Mac. Uh, I have Buffalo beating Northern Illinois, um, which I want so bad uh, because I want the I want. Buffalo to be kind of good again. Honestly, I really like. I really kind of like their jerseys, but also Leopold. I like. Their, I like their coach. It's it's uh, him winning something or him continuously winning at Buffalo is gonna allow uh, other coaches from Division Two, Three, FCS to come up. I hope and have more opportunity. Yeah, I I think that you're gonna nail it with Buffalo right there, but I think I'm gonna go Central Michigan in the way. Okay. You think? Uh, do you think Buffalo wins though? Yeah. Okay. I think awesome. they're the class of the MAC. They lost a lot of people, but I think uh, this will be his chance to flex. Um, yeah. Just how good of a program he's built. And Jeff, I really like the Buffalo pick. I was just thinking about Lance Leopold. Um, I was kind of leaning towards Ohio. You know, they've been really consistent, but yeah, let's go. Who's even in the other division? I'm trying to think. <laughs> God. That's a weird thing. Because they, they, they lost UMass again. I think UMass was in it for a second, too. So if Buffalo, <laughs> That's adorable. Buffalo is going to be your representative in the East. In the West, you have uh, Toledo, Western, Eastern, and Central Michigan, Ball State, and Northern Illinois. That's got to be Toledo then, right? Toledo is, I think, uh, a pretty popular pick among um, people that know what they're doing. Pick a directional Michigan team. It's fun. They're all trash. We'll go. I'll, I'll I'll jump on the Northern Illinois bandwagon, even though they lost. Didn't their coach leave? Go to Temple. Rod uh, Carey. Yes. Yeah, and it's going to be a copy and paste program. Like he's going to be able to just pick up where he left <laughs> off at, at, at Temple. Um, we're going to have um, like where Baylor, Georgia Tech, Temple, and Northern Illinois are going to be the exact same team. <laughs> uh, Hopping over to, uh, let's switch to the Mountain West. Um, Jeff, you want to go first? Yeah, so Mountain West, we got Boise and Fresno State. All right, and who do you have winning? I feel like this is Fresno's year. Oh, yes. That's what I like to see. Kyle, who do you got? I'm going to go Boise and Fresno with Boise winning. Okay. Good deal, and I have uh, Boise State winning over Hawaii. I think uh, I think Hawaii ties it together and upsets Fresno State. Um, and the world's better when Hawaii is good. Colt Brennan told me so. That's a fact. Yep, yep. God. The 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 ghost of June Jones is going to power them to a west um, a western title. <laughs> Ashley uh, Lee is going to come down from the heavens <laughs> and catch every ball. Uh, and then unfortunately sign with the Broncos and not really. Uh, so we'll go conference USA next. Um, I'll start here. I think, uh, I think that North Texas is going to beat Florida international and Butch Davis. Um, and this is more wishful thinking than anything. Uh, but truly in the West, North Texas is going to have to lose that spot. I feel like. Um, I like North Texas in the West. 
but give me Lane Kiffin and Florida International. Atlantic? You mean Florida Atlantic? Yeah, Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very confusing. Wrong Florida. All right, so we got Lane Kiffin. We got the Lane Train winning. Uh, Jeff, who do we got in the Conference USA? I was I was kind of with you. Um, FIU, Butch Davis has actually really kind of built up a good program there. Surprise yeah. to nobody. Um, yeah, North Texas, I think they're going to have a great year in the West. So we're picking North Texas for the championship? Let's do it. Butch Davis did get like UNC in hot heat, didn't he? For for paying. That was the academic stuff, wasn't it? Uh, might have been the academic stuff. You're right. So does he leave Florida International and then they get ravaged by sanctions? <laughs> just, honestly, they're just <laughs> no. going to give the death penalty to it's Florida International. <laughs> uh, I've seen their campus in person. It looks so bad. It looks like a prison. They're not going to be recruiting Marvin Austin. I think they'll be fine. Um, hop over to the American Athletic Conference. Uh, I have Houston with first-year coach Dana Holgerson uh, beating Cincinnati and Luke Fickle. Ooh. Jeff, what do you think? I want to pick Luke Fickle, especially with the way they ended last year, but I'm still going to go UCF versus Houston. Ooh, who do you have winning it? I'd say Houston. Houston, I mean, they return a lot, and... Dana knows how to coach offense. That's all Houston needs. I got Houston I, winning against the UConn Huskies. No, the U, against UCF. <laughs> God, the balls if you did that and if UConn made it. But like everybody <laughs> Forcing else is them just to so keep bad. the program around. Like their weird like seven and six Fiesta Bowl, was it, or something like that, where they just, they got <laughs> blasted by Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last uh, the last conference championship on the group of five level is going to be the Sun Belt. Uh, here's the thing: I don't know if there's an East or West. Literally, the there website, is. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, Google doesn't seem to think so. Uh, Google. The two teams you conference. have are in the same division. <laughs> no. Really. <laughs> Think so. Let's see. No, they're not there. No, no, no. You're you're fine. Okay, okay. At least they had that right. Okay. So um, so I can guess which one's the West then. Uh, just just by basic geography. Um, so I'm gonna say that. Um, actually, Jeff, you go first. Why like this? <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about Satterfield leaving. I still think App State is in really good shape, and they'll probably win their side. Um, I think Louisiana is the other side, based on what I've read. Seem like they're they have the best chance to challenge them. It hey, cut out for just a second, Judge. Did you say losing Lafayette or Monroe? Yep. Okay. Cool. Lafayette. Lafayette. Yep. All right. I'm gonna go App State winning it, uh, and say I'm gonna spice it up and just say Texas State, which I know is not gonna happen. Oh my God! They App State so bad. <laughs> so App State beating Texas State. Yep. And uh, and Jeff Curtin, if I'm wrong, you said App State over UL Lafayette, right? Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, and I think App State's going to be the conference championship again. Like you said, I think there's enough um, uh, there's enough legs on that line to last for a little bit. But I think Arkansas State uh, has a really good year, and they end up upsetting them in the conference championship. Uh, Power Five. Let's start with the. The Pac-12. We don't have okay. any stakes in the Pac-12. Kyle, would you like to lead off? Um, yeah. So 
I think that I see you got Washington there, but I'm going to go Oregon. Okay. Oregon is going to turn it around, and they're going to lose to Utah in the finals. Ooh. Utah seems to be the chic pick. The iron uh, chic I, pick. I went uh, <laughs> you I to jabronis. Bunch of jabroni Mormons. I don't want to just bury the Mormons on our Oof. <laughs> BYU's not, not in this. Let's be honest. They're not listening. Utah. <laughs> I've never met a Utah fan person. Uh, Utah fan person. A Utah person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A Utah fan in real life. Easy for me to say. because uh, they're all in bed at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and actually adjusted for time at 7.47 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh, so I have Washington winning the North and beating Arizona uh, in the conference championship. Uh, I don't really believe in Sumlin that much, but I believe he might be smart enough to let Khalil uh, Tate just uh, do what he wants. Exactly to let Khalil yep. Tate do his thing and and him do enough damage to uh, at least earn them a spot as the South representative. Uh, Jeff, who do you got? So I had the same picks as Kyle, but I I do think Oregon can get over the hump and beat Utah nice. in the championship. Very cool. Nice. If Herbert like if Herbert can can stay upright this year, I think they can they can really take off. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch too. Even if they're playing at nine AM local time. Um <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do we not have stakes here? Let's go to the Big Twelve. Uh, I have Oklahoma beating Iowa State. Um, and anyone that's listening probably already knows and you guys do too, but just to reiterate uh, they don't have divisions. They just decided that the number one and two team in the conference should play again uh, because the Big 12 are a fucking mess. Because you need 10 teams in the Big 12. Yep. So the, so this question really is who do you think is going to finish the with 10. the best and the second best record in conference, and then they're going to play again and who wins? Kyle, you go. Your turn. I think you nailed it with Oklahoma Iowa State. Um, I'm going to go Oklahoma, though, with the win. No, you. That's what you want. So, yeah, same. <laughs> I don't believe in Texas that much. Uh, me either, frankly. I I think they're back. I don't think they're that back. All the way back. Yeah, they're just kind of back. Jeff, where are we at? So I did make the bold move and go with Oklahoma, Texas. I still think Oklahoma will smack them around. I think they're just, they're like a notch above. I know Texas beat them. They beat them in one game last year, right? Yeah, it was the, sh- the regular season. It was a shootout in the, the Red, River, yeah, shootout. Red River shootout. Yep. Yeah, but Texas gets LSU. Well, is that a, that's not a home game, right? It's in. I think it's in Houston. Houston, but they yeah, got Oklahoma it's... State and Oklahoma at home. Well, they don't get Oklahoma at home. That's also a neutral site. Well, the yeah, the scoreboard will be on the left side, <laughs> the right side. <laughs> yeah, um, as they play at the Death Star. They, yeah. I think they just they've recruited too well. For to not be as good as they can be, so we'll see. How they play in the real life? Are you saying they play in the Death Star for the championship? Oh yeah, they still play at the. Do they actually still play at the? They play at the Cotton Bowl for the actual game still, but I okay. think the championship is yes, in, in Jerry World. Yes, yep. and the Cotton Bowl itself is now actually in the Death Star, like the actual bowl at the end of the year. That's what I'm getting confused. Yes, and then the heart of Dallas Bowl is in the Cotton Bowl. Oh, so it's all dumb. very confusing. So dumb. Uh, it took me. It took me everything not to put Oklahoma State against Oklahoma, just for the record, for back to back bedlam weeks. Um, I think that'd be a fucking blast. 
Uh, let's knock out uh, the probably easiest one, uh, the SEC. Uh, I have Alabama over Georgia. Jeff? I went with, uh, this is just a contrarian take, but I went with Florida versus Alabama. Still with Alabama winning. Nice. So, so despite the character issues, Florida, uh, Florida edges out. Do you think it's because Florida beats Georgia or because Georgia falls apart? Um, Relative to it, falling apart, I guess. Like two losses. Well, it's just the uh, Georgia has lost a lot of players this offseason, too. They've had a lot of issues of their own. So, Okay, that's a fair answer. Yeah. And what do we have, Kyle? It's a toss-up. I, I just see it being anything other than Georgia with Alabama winning. All right. So, so damn top heady. Yeah. Division damn it. Really that is. league. Well, and then and then the just the mess at two to five in the West and in the East, really. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So I left the Big Ten and the ACC uh, last intention. I will let either of you, whoever speaks first, pick which one we do next. And then go ahead so let's and go say ACT. who you got in Okay, cool. So who I'm going to go, as delusional of a Syracuse fan as I am, <laughs> Clemson is going to win the Atlantic and then win the division, win the conference. I think they're going to beat Miami in the finals. Ooh. I don't think... Manny train. What's crazy is that wouldn't have been a surprise last year, right? But it's kind of a surprise no. this year. Maybe. I guess, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? I think you and I have the same pick. Um, oh, no. Virginia seems to be on the up and up. And, Brother, but I still it's, think it's not going to be anything. It's Clemson's going to demolish them. So It's going to be weird when like Syracuse and UVA is a big-time game in the ACC. Mm-hmm. But when they then, play like, each other every five years. Yeah, but then like Louisville, Louisville and Florida State are like on a ESPN 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we all have Clemson. Uh, before we, we all have Clemson, we all have Bama, and we all have Oklahoma winning those conferences, respectively. Uh, and Houston for the American. So we're unanimous in a few of them. Uh, let's jump to the Big Ten. Uh, Jeff, you're going to go last. Uh, Kyle, what have you got? All right. Go with the West. Uh, I'm going to go Wisconsin. Okay. I have a hard time not picking Wisconsin in the West just because it just seems like they're always fucking there. Old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah. And I f- just feel like they're always, they're going to find their way back into that position. And I think they're going to lose to Ohio State in the championship. All right. So Ryan Day picks up where Urban left off. All right. I have, uh, oh, that is the wrong fucking button, y'all. Sorry. Uh, I have Michigan representing the East and Purdue uh, winning the West. Um, and I've got Michigan winning it all. Uh, but I think Michigan Purdue could be a really, really, really fun game. Uh, Purdue has a receiver. Re- do they play in a regular season? They don't this year. Oh, that makes it even more exciting. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, so Jeff, who you got, man? Michigan man. I'm a little torn because I really wanted to go with Purdue, but their non-conference Natalie schedule includes TCU, Vanderbilt. They go at Penn State, at Iowa. This is Purdue? Yeah, at Wisconsin. So, like, they might actually be a better team this year and have a worse record. <laughs> that I feel like uh, low-key, that happens more times than we know, but we never find out because a coach gets fired too early. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're locked in with Brom, but... Um, I hope so. With that yeah. being said, I, 
Yeah, I'm going Wisconsin and Michigan. But Wisconsin has a tough schedule, too. So, honestly, you talked about it last time, Marty. Like the Big Ten West could have, like, four pretty solid teams, and it's just going to be weird how they end up. Right. Everyone everyone has seven wins overall, but they're all really good. They just eat each other up. Yep. They're, they're basically uh, what the ACC was last year, but good. <laughs> like an acceptable version of that. And Jeff, you see a Wisconsin win in that game? No, I have Michigan beating Wisconsin. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> that pauses everything. What a Paul, homer. Christ is a, Paul Christ is a fucking idiot. So What a homer. Well, I'm interested to see what Wisconsin does at quarterback, too, uh, if that force yeah, gets time. They're refusing to name him the starter, even though he's taking the first string reps. I mean, Mertz, that, that, I think it's like medium, medium mind games, too. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're keeping it bit. close to the vest. Yeah. They don't want to play their whole hand. I mean, they can just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor 30 times again. But <laughs> no shit, dude. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure, especially in the West, uh, who would be really well suited to just stop them either. Like Northwestern, maybe. Maybe Iowa. But like, oh, I was I was sneaky. So if you have Iowa Northwestern, has that All-American Iowa. defensive end. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So you have Nebraska. You know what? Minnesota. That whole row in the boat thing that might work. That could happen. Mm-hmm. I'll take they beat Wisconsin back. last year. They did. What did... Well, we're not even going to dig into it. We can take that for another episode. Alrighty, so we have uh, we have games coming up soon, don't we? Ten days? Seven days? Something like that? Uh, a week. A week from yeah. Saturday. Week zero. Okay. Miami week and Florida. Zero. I'm excited. Miami and Florida, huh? I, I, I'm For some reason, I'm super pumped about Manny Diaz. Like, I just love... I think I, he's I hope they're going to be right? good. Yeah. Like he's he's like I feel like Manny Diaz is the closest thing you get to like the high school teacher that you really really loved because he was so enthusiastic about the subject he taught. He or she was so enthusiastic about the subject that you just want him to do well. And like Diaz loves football. He loves coaching. He loves developing players. And It'd be weird if he hated football. Brother, uh, right, but we, we've <laughs> how, how, how much did Bill Parcells really love the game? Because it felt he like just he liked to yell at people. Ever. He yeah, just wanted he, to yell at people. Right, he just wanted to be harsh on people. Um, <laughs> so that's going to do it for us at the Run Pod option. Uh, we are going to pick up, I believe, we still got to work out some details, but I think we're going to maybe have something like a small weekly recap show uh, on a Monday or Tuesday once the season kicks off. Uh, Jeff, Kyle, and I will work on that. Uh, while we do, feel free to check out um, some of our older episodes. There's only a few of them for the Run Pod option. Uh, there's a lot more for the Sports Trebuchet. Uh, and again, follow us at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, get at us. Um, and have a good uh, week and a great week zero. Guys, do you have anything to say before we sign off? Never. <laughs> Jeff, can I get a roll tide? You can oh. get a war, I'll give you a war eagle for our friend Daniel Smith. Oh, you know what? If Daniel isn't this far, um, I'll give him a kiss on the forehead. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs>